Hey, it's Travis. I wanted to take this moment to discuss our sponsor, BetterHelp. I used to think talking to a therapist was a sign of weakness until I started talking to one. It has really helped me limit the negative chatter that can infiltrate my brain. Therapy has helped me become a more insightful person, father, and husband. That's why I'm excited to tell you about BetterHelp. Their online platform makes finding a therapist incredibly easy. Fill out a brief questionnaire and you will be matched with a therapist in just a few days. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash thank you notes, betterhelp.com forward slash thank you notes, or click the link in my show notes. In doing so, you will be helping this show and you will receive 10% off your first month. If you aren't clicking with your therapist, if you're not getting a good vibe, BetterHelp will allow you to switch your therapist at any time with no additional cost. Online therapy is a game changer for me. I have such an erratic schedule. I work nights, weekends, late, early, holidays, you name it. Being able to video call my therapist from my phone in a call room, at work, or in my car, or whatever, it's extremely convenient for me and it allows me the time and the, the place to actually get my therapy in. So if you're struggling, if you need to talk to somebody, go to betterhelp.com forward slash thank you notes and they'll get you set up with somebody. This has been my thank you note to BetterHelp for supporting this show. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of the Thank You Notes podcast. First order of business, thank you to the five scammers who left me voicemails last week. If you'd like to send me a voicemail or a text, use phone number 469-609-7136 or email me at thankyounotespod at gmail.com. Today's guest is Wayne McCullough. He's a Dallas native and he works in personal wealth management. A few years ago, he opened a CrossFit gym. I became a member and got to know Wayne, and this ended up being a huge positive influence in my life in regards to my personal fitness. We get into that in my thank you note. Unbeknownst to me, I asked Wayne to do this podcast the day after his mother-in-law died, with whom he was very close. I felt like a total jerk, but it ended up being quite fortuitous for both of us. For him to let the world know about this wonderful person, and for us to hear the beautiful poem and obituary he shares with us. It's become a running gag on the show that my thank you note gets annihilated by the guests. But maybe that's just me letting my guests look better than me. Let's get to my talk with Wayne. You know, I have a podcast too, I think. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It's it is crazy. Like I've had, I'll have like a thousand people listen to the thing when I put one up. Um, it's called Simple Talk. Okay. Faith, family, friends, fitness, mm-hmm. and finances. Who do you do it with? Kevin Ebeline is his name. He's an independent guy. He's got a cool mm-hmm. little studio though. Very cool. Okay, before we get going, what's the genesis? Why I understand what we're doing, but why? Uh, I've always just been, kind of been kicking around uh, the idea of doing a podcast and I've just the idea of doing one about thank you notes just kind of stuck out to me because I an attitude that I have is that good news doesn't get passed along as frequently as bad news like people will so much more freely share criticism than they do thanks and I don't really like that that's the way that things are so I came up with a short list of people from my life that I've 
felt that I should, you know, I have gratitude for, and this was just a way to, you know, kind of check those boxes and do something fun and see what happens. So, so you'll, this is pretty interesting timing as I told you, because Lizzie's mother died, tragic chain of events. Mm -hmm. um, and so most people don't know I was an English major at UT, which is bizarre that I'm running a financial wealth firm. Um, not that that really means anything, uh, but I can assure you I was the only person in the fraternity that was doing that. Um, so they tasked me with writing the obituary, which I've never written obituary. Yeah. Never volunteer for that because condensing somebody's life into like 200 characters is impossible. Oh, and the I worst know. thing you can do is start reading other obituaries and be like, oh, well, mine needs to have that. <laughs> so, but it really is a love letter to Joni, who I had a deep care for. So there's really three things in front of me is one, I wrote the, it, it, the, the night she died, I wrote what exactly was on my mind to the children, uh, my wife being one of them. And then this is really crazy. I prayed over Joni um, when she was very close to perishing. And, and I just prayed about that. She is about to get to see the eternal sunshine and she is my eternal sunshine. And then I woke up at like, you know, well, I'll tell the story if you'd like, but I woke up like two 30 in the morning and wrote her a poem and it just flowed out of me. Um, and so uh, I can read that if you'd like, and then the, and then I can read the obit. That was kind of my idea. But the timing's good because this is all a thank you for Joni's life. So let, let's just start off with the first question. Do you write thank you notes regularly? I do quite a bit. Um, so the answer to that is yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have a technique or? So it's a great question. I've always been a thank you note writer. My mom is a Southern belle and really ingrained that us in a young age. And so I was literally probably like the only guy I knew in college writing people thank you notes if I went to their lake house, et cetera. Um, what I've discovered is I have very little time on my hands, you know, with three kids, very active work. And so thank you notes begin to bog me down because I don't want to take the time to sit down and handwrite it. And as I've aged, my handwriting is um, can, moving its way towards atrocious. So, but Stuart Campbell, who you know, I believe. Yes, I do. World, um, Stuboat, as we'll call him graciously. He is, a, is an epic thank you note writer. And he said, Wayne, the note... And the effort is important as a content. His thank you notes, thank you, Wayno, you rock, loved it. So I've gotten in the habit of if I write one sentence, is so appreciated in a world that doesn't send thank you notes. And and to to your point, it, it, no one's really receiving great news anymore. So I'll, I have two ways now. I'm writing a very simple one sentence or two sentences, or I will type I will type it on my computer. It's not as heartfelt but i'm so much more efficient that way right so yes i still send thank you notes um a lot i i got the practice from my parents as well i i always like doing it. i still kind of like doing it and i i think they're important do you make your kids write them yes yes and that's you know that's not easy i mean i have a sophomore junior in college a um senior in high school and a sophomore in high school mm -hmm. um and yes is the answer and <laughs> it, it's not as frequent as i would like but that oftentimes is like here's the note on the dining room table right with a um 
with a stamp, like just write it. It can be two sentences. So yes. Something I'm cautious of though, not this, not this divert from the kids a little bit is you don't ever want to be like a thank you note for a thank you note. Right. So yes, I used to, somebody would send me a thank you gift and this happened with a friend of mine and I sent him like a note and he's like, no, no, no. That was a thank you note and a gift. You don't need to thank me for it. I'm this because this loop will never end. It was kind of a funny way to look at it. Uh, but it's a lost art. There's no question. I, I think there's a hierarchy of the, and I think the thank you note is kind of up there. And then once you get below that, you can do a phone call or a text or something like that. And I think for a thank you gift, I think you can send, uh, it, especially now with the smartphone, just send a, a a picture or a thank you text or something. Hey, I got it. Thanks again. And you can be, be done with that there. Right. Because I've discovered this quite a bit. And I send a lot of like Stuart's a good example. If you ever listen to this, he's just been so good to me in life. Um, I sent him a gift card. Well, you just want one. You just want to know that somebody received it. So the text got the gift card. Love it. It's really helpful. It's mm -hmm. always Lizzie's going through this right now. As we're going to discuss. She lost her mother. Like she's doing her best. Now we're talking. She's overwhelmed. But any flowers that come, cookies, like she's trying to immediately text, got the flowers for beautiful things. Just so the person at least feels, you know, that yes. she can never write thank you. I mean, she could, and she'd probably write some key ones, but she literally would be she'd writing 150 thank you notes, and it would be hard. I, I, I remember when I got married, I I was just, anytime we got something, a second it got there, I, I put it put it down, put it in the mail, and got it done. That way we weren't swamped with them. So there, yeah. you, there are times in your life, weddings, funerals, graduations, when the heap can get pretty tall. Next thing I want to talk about is how you and I met. Do you want, do you want to get into that? Well, I mean, it's pretty, I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version is we met at CrossFit Katy Trail. Yes. Now, i be honest i can't remember what drew you there how you ended up there now we had a handful of doctors now i don't know if it was that crew or it was our location or it was the location i i literally lived a block and a half from there okay and i had been interested in crossfit and i tried it a few times and didn't like it but i still wanted to do it and i heard that there was a crossfit gym not far from my place so i i gave it a shot and you were in charge of that and that that's how you and i met yeah, so I remember that what was your relationship to CrossFit before you opened the gym? How long had you been doing it? I was an early adopter. Um, I'll never forget. I was in Florida and a buddy named Travis Briggs sent me this real grainy video of like a guy in a garage throwing weights around and, and, and it was, a, but it, it was made by CrossFit, but it didn't look like it, it was meant to be mm -hmm. that way. And I think Radiohead's creep was playing in the background. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just like, that's, fascinating i've never seen somebody work out like that so briggs is like oh it's coming there's going to be a gym open up in dallas and that was crossfit dallas central which was really like the one of the first gyms in texas and definitely the first gym in dallas Fort Worth. and so back to stewart not to bring him up constantly you know i kept calling no one an answer finally I got a hold of this, this guy named spencer nix and i told stewart i said look i'm picking you up at 5 15 we're gonna go try this gym <laughs> And I picked him up 5.15 and went to CrossFit Dallas Central, falling down warehouse over on Dyer Street. We did this like pretty intensive warm up, and like Stuart and I are like heading for our backpacks to head out the door and realize that was the warm up. Oh. And then, you know, it's like grace or something. Stuart's literally laying on the floor, like holding on to the floor. 
and it was 22 degrees out doors were open and from that day on I was hooked and that was I mean I was 10 years into the game by the time we started TFKT or something mm-hmm. like that across the Kitty Trail so I'd been doing it quite a while and my art had been I'd always been somewhat of an athlete but had fallen way out of shape started doing some distance running but just got tired of that and kind of was the skinny fat 180 but you're soft and then the crossfit just i fell in love with the community it got me out of you can't see me but i'm in a button down and a coat like some of these guys have tats or you know it's it's all walks of life when you walk into a crossfit gym really right you might have a doctor a wall street guy and a carpenter or a college kid so i i appreciate it all along the camaraderie as much as the fitness Right now, I know you played football in high school. Is fitness something that you kept it kept up in college, or you said that that's something that went by the wayside till total you got into this total disaster? Okay, and I, I mean, I, I a little bit here and there. I didn't mm-hmm. become like obese, but you know, it is yeah. No, I just I, I I mean, I was a fairly decent student, but I went to the University of Texas, and that involved a lot of alcohol and eating a lot of you know foul food. Yes, at late hours of the night. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I did my own tour of duty. Yeah. I'll go ahead and get into my thank you note to you because it has to do with the way that we met. So this is, uh, I don't know if you can see it. It says, thanks a bunch. Oh, I can there see that. Yes. Yeah, bananas. All right. Uh, dear Wayne, I wanted initially to thank you for cr- creating CrossFit Katie Trail. It was the first time in my life I became serious about fitness as a part of my life rather than a sporadic achievement like a marathon. It has been a hugely beneficial part of my life that has improved every facet of every every facet of my life. I plan on tossing grandkids high into the air late into my 80s. I will have you to thank on that day. However, the greatest gift you have given me is your time and friendship. Dallas is not my hometown, but you invited me into your gym, group text, and helped my failed hangover business with countless opportunities and connections you treat everyone you meet like family and i truly appreciate it i do miss the crossfit katie trail days i have never had more fun in the gym than i did at your gym and i'm certain that was from your direction thank you dr t mac t mac yes one thank you very much it's very kind yes Um, been hugely creative in my life i love entrepreneurship i love people think outside the box and and you do all of those things Mm. um uh, that was awesome. Oh, and, great. and I have my Hangover Heroes shirt, and I think you were ahead of the game because now they're the, the freaking IVs are everywhere. Yeah, they have me to thank. Yeah, I mean, it blew up. So, um, you know that camaraderie, and I need to add you to a, a, a other text thread. Like, I today, I've been getting more and more guys into my garage. I had five guys this morning, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how refreshing that is. Like Liz is like, you've been in the best mood. And I'm like, it's because I got guys back in my gym going yes. out with me, not doing it alone. It's been really refreshing to get those guys back in. And and, and by the way, full credit to CrossFit Kitty Trail. I did not leave there because I was unhappy. Um, Wayne and my son and I started lifting and working out together. And I had just to tell the, the, the current owners that I need to be with him as much as I can. And then now I can walk out my back door and right. So it's been, you'll see this, kids are always watching, right? They aren't always listening, but they're watching. And my kid, Wayne, my kids dig it. I mean, they're they're pretty healthy, 
They love Wayne loves lifting weights. Junior been beneficial to my life too. The people are what made the gym to, to kind absolutely. Of so what about your other kid? Do they, your oldest, does she in the weight weights and well, so sure. Or... When she would have been, and she would understand this. I wasn't sure where she would go from a fit from like a athletic fitness standpoint, but she uh, loved golf and played golf up to our junior year and then retired from golf to go and play hockey field hockey, mm. hockey field hockey field hockey loves it and then millie will be running track in the spring so oh, wow. yeah yeah but you know you give them their own path too we're we are not the over the like we're the opposite of over the top parents in that manner uh if you can believe it but we really are let's get into the notes that you've written to your mother-in-law this is interesting and it, I'm, I'm glad to be on here because it's a way for me to to verbally record this so for the listeners out there obviously travis told me to write thank you note it was interesting timing i lost my mother-in-law oh let's just call it 10 12 days ago and, and it was an unusual um son-in-law mother-in-law relationship most are i believe many of those relationships are just tolerated right I, I, my mother-in-law comes in town for three days. It's fine. But then, you know, I want to move cities. I had a very special relationship with Joni. Uh, Joni Giacomini Croswell is her name, which is my wife's mother. Partially because I knew my wife's brothers really before I ever knew Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Actually, Joni before I ever knew Lizzie. It's complicated, but they were all at Texas. When I was there, I became friendly with them. I would go to Dripping Springs, Texas, where she's from. We'd at Mexican Louis, then go by the house and see Joni. So I've known Joni, as I called her the Joni actor, the Jonester, for a really long time. When her death took place, it really kind of rocked me. She also had the, the most beautiful death experience I've ever, ever been a part of. And, and you've probably witnessed it around death more than the average person. And she, it was the dignity in, in dying, which I'll reference. So to, to your listeners, this may be a non-typical thank you note, because what took place was one, um, I prayed with Joni as she was, you know, approaching her last days or hours. And one thing I prayed was just that she gets to see an eternal sunshine and that she is my eternal sunshine. From that came, so B, I'm, I do like to write. I have shelved it for a while, but I woke up in the middle of the night, pulled out my phone and just typed out a poem to Joni. I, it was very well received by the children. I didn't, I didn't share that with him until after she passed. So that took place, which is really a thank you note to her life. Then when she died at 10.02 p.m. on August 23rd, I wrote a note to the children, basically representing what I thought was uh, uh, just how I felt at the moment, which then led to them kind of letting me or asking me to take the lead on writing the obituary. Mm. So this is a little bit more expansive than your typical thank you note, but I think it's a good practice. Everyone's going to have to face this at some point. Yes. I would say Lizzie's gotten a lot of notes. It's still the same vein as a thank you note. If somebody you know, somebody close to them dies, a note is huge. A note, the flowers are fine and hugely appreciated and the cookies, but a note. Love you. Thing about you. I know this is a hard time. I do it. I do that a lot. Because it, and even, I'll do it even more now. This is a really good timing because you're thinking oh they're covered up or you just don't have time we'll make the time right the little things matter so i think if you would like i will move kind of left to right on my paper in front of me which is because this is how it flowed it was i wrote this poem which sounds crazy but i did 
And then I wrote a note. I sent the family. Then I will just simply read the obituary. Okay. Because it is a testament and thank you for joining his life. Okay. So my eternal sunshine, my eternal sunshine, your life was measured in smiles, crystals, and grandmommy kisses. You laughed, danced, and fulfilled the daisy bush wishes. My eternal sunshine, you changed the ground you stood on. You lived in the eternal springs, never doubting the beauty and struggle that life brings. My eternal sunshine, joy was your gift. Laughter was your language, and your soul was made of pixie dust gold. Your love was relentless, your smile contagious, and your spirit was beautifully bold. My eternal sunshine. Feathers, elephants, beads, and a charm. The work of a mother that protected her children from harm. My eternal sunshine. It was a country road that took you home. Our memories gathered around you. We felt your love, and we knew heaven was open, wholeness is here. The world will never forget you as your path was so clear. You are the eternal sunshine. In loving memory of Joni Giacomini Croswell, the best human I've ever known, she changed my life from the first day I met her. Wow. I knew I might not get through it. I am forever grateful for Joni being true to herself, loyal to her five children, 14 grandchildren, and sharing her brightness and light. Onward, beautiful soul, our eternal sunshine. Wayne McCullough, 10 2 p.m., August 23rd, 2022, which is the time she died. Wow. Which I was in the room, which was fascinating. That's the the beautiful death of Damien, that you were surrounded by family. and Amazing. I mean, where there was 14 grandkids plus five children plus um, daughter and son-in-laws all in a room not at her actual time of death but prior to that mm -hmm. and it was like i did not her bravery she was not afraid like zero it was amazing uh, so that night it's in a uh, shortly after 10 2 p.m on on august 23rd i just wrote this very simple note but to your point of you know just getting the note down text it to the to the siblings who i'm very close with a life so well lived. I'm not sure I've ever seen so much love in my life. She taught her family how to live with joy and taught them to leave with a happy heart and great dignity. What a precious gift. She loved and cherished her family and friends. She loved beautifully and joyfully. Joni witnessed firsthand the restoration of a spirit through her love of life, family, and an intense dedication to the present. There is a piece of Joni in every gust of wind, every laugh, every hug. Her presence is eternal. There are a piece of, there's a piece of her in me. There is a piece of her in you. And we are all better people for it. Wayne. Wow. Yeah, I got to gather myself. Yeah, take your time. So then that led into, of course, you know, the family read that. It was like, that created the trap of, oh, that's freaking <laughs> good. I don't mm -hmm. know what it is written, but they seem to think it was. So yes. could you write the obituary? And I've never written one, um, obviously. So I, I should be able to get through this because it's a little more succinct. But I think what you'll see is really what I was trying to do is display her life in words without succinctly listing her life like a lot of people do. Right. Joe liked the garden and was a member of the um, you know yacht club and like is more make it more poetic. Um, and then weave in some references. So. August 23rd, 2022, Joni, Joan, Joni, Marie Giacomini Croswell passed on to the spiritual realm of angels at last in her eternal home, a life so well lived. She departed the way she had taught her family to live with grace, dignity, and joy. 
a precious gift, a precious gift. Joni loved and cherished every person in her beautiful life. Mark Twain said, putting grief into words is futile and trying to do so would bankrupt the vocabulary of all languages. While Joni's departure has brought grief, her infectious joy remains with us to comfort our hearts and ease our pain. Joni was born in Los Angeles, California. Her family lady moved, later moved to Houston, Texas, where she spent most of her childhood. She graduated from the Kincaid School before leaving home for Marymount University in Arlington, Virginia. Not longer after her time at Marymount, Joni determined to return to the state she so loved and enrolled at the University of Texas in the fall of 1962. She was a Kappa Alpha Theta UT and loved and was beloved by her shorty sisters. Joni married Henry Markley Croswell III and moved back to Houston. Their marriage brought together the Jacquemies and Croswells, and the fun and love from the union of these families has grown and multiplied over the years. Joni was brave and bold, never shying away from a new path or direction. Joni would eventually resettle in Dripping Springs, Texas, where she would raise her children and reside for the remainder of her life. Joni restored a classical revival home that is living testament to her talent, beauty, and care. Joni's peace and calm radiate from the home that she so deeply loved and cared for. There is a strong social pull towards external measures, following a path others have paved, whether one enjoys it or not. The brave of us are true to our unique call, to being independent, to doing what brings us peace and happiness and being with people who bring us true joy. Our journey followed her heart and the result has been contagious joy that has spread to all who have had the pleasure to have known her. Joni's loss leaves a massive void as her life her life and love were ever expanding. Her love and the love for her is so palpable you can quite literally feel it in your heart. The honor that we all feel to have been her grandchildren, children, and friends is even more indescribable. Joni, grandmommy, was kind-hearted, selfless, lively, vibrant, hilarious, and charming. Truly, there's never been nor there will ever be anyone quite like her. Her natural beauty was not on the outside, but always brightly shining from within. Anyone who knew her was immensely impacted by being in her presence. Hearing her laugh, receiving her hugs, and the magic she so effortlessly displayed. Her smile could brighten a room, and her dance moves brought laughter. She held a space of warmth and acceptance to each human she met. In her final days, she remained utterly joyful, brave, and gentle. When Uncle Tom visited her, she asked him, "Do you bring your? Did you bring your helicopter? Let's get out of here. Indeed, she did fly away bravely and beautifully. Her final words spoken to her grandchild were, I feel peace, so much peace. At last, she is in love in the loving arms of the Prince of Peace. There's a piece of Joni in every drop of rain, gust of wind, every laugh, every hug. Her presence is eternal. There's a piece of her and each of us who loved her, and we we're all better people because of it. When the reunion comes, we'll dance, do puzzles, bake fudge pie, work in the yard, mm, play with dogs, listen to John, Ver John Denver, all white, smelling like Chanel number no. five. She will be in her pearls for eternity. Until we meet again, we will cherish every moment we had with her. Frank Otoski says that the two most important questions people ask him before death is, am I loved and did I love well? The answers for Joni are without measure. She was loved infinitely, and to be loved by Joni was to be loved like none other. She is preceded in death by her parents. She so adored Victor Virgil Giacomini and Catherine Thomas Giacomini. She is survived by her best friend and big brother, Thomas, Tommy Paul Giacomini, who lovingly called his sister Kid. He's also survived by her five children and their spouses, whom she so cherished. I'll go ahead and list those. Catherine Croswell, Mark and Liz Croswell, Victor and Flora Croswell, Lizzie and Wayne McCullough, and Peter and Holly Croswell. She is survived also by her 14 grandchildren who adored her 
adored their grandmommy beyond description. We'll see you soon. We love you with all of our hearts. You are the eternal sunshine. Um, wow. Made it. wow. So there you go. You are you are correct in saying it's it's not like your typical a bit because you did focus more on her personality and the the acts of her life rather than the events. So correct. You have full permission to write my obit if I uh I mean, my whole family that's like 30 on a thread and I've gotten like sides like literally like sides like my sister's like hey will you make sure and do mine if I <laughs> and I'm like let's just not worry about that right now I told my family I said it's easy writing is never easy like even writing I think you know it's difficult but it when, when you experience a human like this you just literally write the reality right oh absolutely not like writing somebody you know, I read obits where I knew some guy and I'm like, okay, well, they had to make some stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, it's good though. And I'm glad to, and thank you for giving the opportunity to verbally memorialize it because I'll probably share this with the children and her children. They'll love it. Well, thank you for sharing that with me and my dozens of listeners. <laughs> well, we're going to hopefully, when I send it around, if you'll allow me, I'll cross post it on my podcast. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Literally, I'll put it up on mine. Okay. It's, it's really good timing, Travis, honestly, because the number of notes I've received by text or handwritten are epic, not in, 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 and Lizzie. And so it's really been a serious reminder to me, like, do not be remiss on that. Because a thank you note is more than a thank you note. It can be a condolence note or a congratulations note. Right. Or, and you'll never regret it. No, you shouldn't. And the, the thing I always say is it takes you how long to write three, five minutes, find a stamp. It's like 15 minutes of work, maybe. And you make somebody feel good for a day, a week, a, a month. Like and we, we put multiple on our refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Anybody out there um, ever wants to reach me? It's WCM, the number one at me.com. Mm -hmm. WCM, the number one at me.com. And I mean, you're, this is something I stand by. My brother and I lead a, lead a class and uh, he wouldn't mind me sharing. He's been through three severe depressions that just about put him in the ditch. So, you know, anything, anybody out there struggling with anything, I have no problem if you email me, I'll see if I can get you some help. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, Wayne, uh, I, I very much appreciate you sharing that. That's, that was touching. Well, thank you. But, yeah. We'll, uh, continue talking on the group text. Okay. All right. Farewell. Thanks again, Wayne, and my condolences to you, Lizzie, and your whole family. We gotta love people as hard and as well as we can while they're here. Tell someone thank you. It means a lot to them, and it will probably mean a lot to you too. Like the page on Facebook, Thank You Notes Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at Thank You Notes Pod. My phone number is not just for scammers, it's for my dozens of listeners as well. 469 609 7136. Call or text me a thank you note for anyone you think deserves one, and I might read it on the air. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. A rich man's world. I have turned the soul of this beautiful land. But that beautiful